0: and welcome to the Good Life Pod. I am your host, Madeline Guillen, and I think an introduction is in order. Um, at the time of this episode, I'm a current college senior, graduating from Berry College in May of 2021. Um, and in this podcast, I'll be sitting down with people in my life to talk about what it means to live a good life. Um, now, there's no one way to define the good life, but I think that's what makes the human experience so special, right? We're all chilling on a floating rock in space and doing our best to discover what all of this even means. As I get older, I find myself really contemplating what it means to have a life well lived. More often than not, I have more questions than answers. Luckily for me, I have some thoughtful guests on the pod that can share their insight and questions with me as we discuss what the good life actually means. Let's get started. Intro music that I'll put right here. Once again, you are listening to The Good Life Pod, and today I'm sitting down with two people that have somehow put up with me for the past four years. Here with me today are my roommates, Kat Crump and Sarah Freeman. To get things started, Kat is a soon-to-be kindergarten teacher, a classic type 7 for all of my Enneagram enthusiasts out there, and my fellow travel buddy.
1: Um, what else should we know about you, Kat? What are you up to these days? Well... You know, with the pandemic, lots of my plans have changed, but I'm still luckily able to go in person to student teach, which is great. And then um, I'm a Bonner Scholar, so I'm involved in a lot of like social justice things and volunteering. And um, I'm very excited about. I'm doing job applications right now, which is yeah. like <laughs> scary, but like I'm excited about the prospects of where I might go because I don't think I want to stay. Right where I am here in Georgia
0: yeah anything else we should know about you any fun facts any skills anything that you just want people to know
1: (laughs) well um I danced for 15 years uh that's a fun fact uh also (laughs) I think a good way to sum sum myself up is that I was a camp counselor for five years so if you just imagine a high energy camp counselor that's me that's my vibe (laughs) I agree with that definitely (laughs) Um,
0: my next guest is a fiercely passionate political science and religion major, a midnight stroll taker, and is exactly what you think of when you think of a type five. How are you doing, Sarah? Was that a fair way to describe you? Anything I need to add? I'm a little uncomfortable with how much you exposed of me, <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Um, yeah, what are, what are your fun facts? What are, um, what's your elevator speech? What, what else do we want to know?
2: Um, I don't really have fun facts, I would say. I just... Yeah, I think you summed it up pretty well. I I like government and studying institutions and law and the constitution and stuff. I also like studying religion and philosophy and all of like the unknowable things, I guess, about life. But really, I mean, the way I describe myself is like I'll do pretty much anything like one time. But not only <laughs> like will I, I, I actively try to. That's um, awesome. So I have, yeah, I I'm just constantly seeking out new experiences. Things
0: like that. Yeah. I know I'm casually throwing around Enneagram types here, but I know not everyone is familiar with the types. So, I But I find it so helpful to understand other people and myself. I'm a type 3, by the way. Um, how do you guys feel about the Enneagram types? Do you feel like it's an accurate way to describe yourself?
1: I think so. I mean, you know me. I'm a big Enneagram type fan. Yeah, I think you actually got me into it a little bit. Yeah. And it's like, I, I do want to note that, like, while I love the Enneagram test, like, it's important to note that your type can change in your life, like, as you grow and change, like, I I mean, you know this, you, you're one that identifies as someone who has changed their Enneagram type, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, so I was
0: a nine for a long time, and I don't know, I think the stereotype of nines are like, they're just really chill and relaxed and they're homebodies and they hate conflict. That's like their whole thing. And yeah, I really thought that I was one based on the test I took a couple years ago. Um, But I don't think I am the same person that I was two years ago. And I recently retook it and being a three makes a lot of sense. Just because, okay, they are called the achiever, but I'm not trying to flex. It's just, (laughs) we love a good to-do list. We love um, being productive to the detriment of our health yeah. sometimes. <laughs> oh my goodness. And we love just having things done and having people see us a certain way. Whether it, Like for me, it's not so much that I'm vain, but it's like I want everyone to see me as put together and professional and chill all the time. Even if that's not actually how I am. But anyway, yeah, you're so right. Um, people can change.
2: Um, What's interesting about that is that there's definitely some people who argue that your Enneagram type never changes. And if it has, it's just because you've mistyped. Or you were, True. like, an unhealthy version of your type. So that's, like, an ongoing debate in the Enneagram community. Like, can your type actually change or does it never change? And there's, like, two camps. And I don't really know a ton about it. I also don't think it's based on, like, anything real. So it's probably not, like, a real thing. <laughs> um, yeah. So you can say your type changes if you want to. It doesn't really matter. Um, but I just found that interesting. Wanted to throw it out. There's yeah. like, multiple perspectives on that.
1: <laughs> well, see, I had I wondered about that for a long time, too. But... I started to think about it, and the Enneagram test is based on your motives, really. Yeah. Like, why you do things, what motivates you, what mm-hmm. makes you, what drives you. And, and I would say that what drives me and what motivates me has changed throughout my life.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the core of it all is everyone's... Capable of change and I think it's funny that you bring that up too cause it's like the Enneagram community and it's like well <laughs> I'd like to think that the Enneagram is something kind of real and that it makes sense to me but I'm like is any of this science or are we just <laughs> yeah.
2: well I mean, I- just because it's not science-based doesn't mean it's not like <laughs> yeah okay true or fun because I think it's fun it's just you, got, you just got to like take it for what it is and not assign right. too much importance to it I guess yeah right yeah, like don't use it in a jury trial but <laughs> yeah. you can use it for fun
1: me yeah. as a lawyer
0: well, I'm a type three so just so you know the judge, like, that's just important for you to know like to the um,
1: I just feel like I I love looking at the memes and stuff because I can really relate or like the artsy pictures yeah me too
0: although I feel like sometimes when I see the memes that are just like this is I don't know what your bedroom would look like as a
2: type whatever I'm like
0: okay well that's that's a little bit of a reach. I, don't yeah. know. But I love
2: even... the ones that are like, this is what Chick-fil-A sauce you'd be. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like,
0: Hold on. <laughs> I, I feel like that's going a little too far there. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm so glad to have you guys in the pod today. I can say that you guys are honestly some of the first friends that I made at Barry. So it's been really cool to think that we've kind of grown up together over the past four years. Um... I think we've all changed and matured a good bit, you know, talking about change, um, since we met each other, literally like four years ago. Um, do you guys remember how we met? Yeah. We yeah. <laughs> us to talk about it? <laughs> a little thing called the LLC. Um, yeah. Um, so, I can talk about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
1: go for it. So, freshman year we came in and we were part of this thing called the LLC, which is the Living Learning Community. And basically, it's just, like, this group of people. What would you say? Like, 20, 30 people? I think, like, 30. 30. Yeah. 30.
0: However many fit on the hall. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's, like, about half boys and half girls. And we all have, like, these classes together. And there's a theme. Our theme was food and sustainability, right? Yeah. hmm And so we read books and discussed and had classes about this theme. And really, the part that relates to this is that it meant we were living on the same hall together and doing many things together. And, like, oh, it also involves volunteer service. So we were volunteering together. And so I actually, um, I I tell you about Madeline. Oh, oh boy. I'm scared. I was, like, I, like, really wanted to be Madeline's friend. See, the thing with Sarah is Sarah, when you don't know her yet, she doesn't seem super approachable. So I was like, mm, I don't think Sarah really wants to be my friend, but that's okay. But you with- were right about that.
0: Though, really. <laughs> oh, <Rusted>. uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but with Madeline, I really wanted to be her friend, but I was just like, wow, she's so busy all the time. Like, she's such a hard worker. <laughs> but then, like, now that we're close friends, she was like, yeah, I just had a really tough year. So I was in my room or out of my room a lot like depending on the scenario but I thought that she was just like a working woman busy all of the time like always doing homework and doing honor stuff because she's an honor student and stuff like that I was like wow I can't believe I'm in my room watching Netflix
0: (laughs) I was busy I mean I was busy crying in my car but it's fine it's fine we all go through hard things right (laughs)
1: true 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 but like then we kind of grew um well, moving into sophomore year is when we were all like this a group of LLC girls wanted to get into a cottage on campus and because it's it's a year of service cottage, so it's related to service and you know, since we all were volunteering together we knew that was like a common interest. And so we were trying to get a group of people together. Um and yeah, did you do you guys wanna talk about that? I don't want to be the only one still in the show. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like that's
0: sort of how we became deeper friends. I feel like our freshman year was a hot mess. I'm really glad that it brought us together, but I don't think our friendship really deepened until our sophomore year, because we were like either living together or living in the same cottage. Although, I remember... <laughs> when i met you sarah do you remember sore Was yes, it, sore? <laughs> it was sore um <laughs> not, then... not, not to diverge from what you were saying but i feel like this is this is a necessary little trail <laughs> we have to take i am mortified by the first time <laughs> i met sarah have i told you about this cat
1: yeah yeah <laughs>
0: i cringe every time i think Say about it <laughs> and i can't believe you talk to me now even <laughs> after that i was just like stressed because i wanted to make friends um But I was like, oh, there's like a lot of people all at once and like, ah. Anyway, I remember I like saw Sarah and we were like, oh, I think we were talking about how we were both going to be in this LLC thing. And then it was almost like I blacked out because it was like, I was just like, oh, like we're going to be friends. And I like talked her ear off, which I don't really do for like... 20 minutes? I it was even, a long time, yeah. I think I, I talked, to probably revealed way too much about myself. <laughs> I don't remember what happened. I was just, just like really embarrassed afterwards. I was like, why did I do that?
2: <laughs> and then I was like, okay, bye. See you in August. I don't know. Is that fair? Is that kind of what happened? Yeah, but uh, what I remember that I thought was really funny was I I also met you there, and like I went up to you, same thing, cause I was like, I'm like, oh, I gotta make friends, and then, like, you look like a good person to be friends with, so I just went no. up to you and talked to you, and I did the same, I talked a lot as well, but here's the thing, when we got back to campus in August, you, like, reintroduced yourself to me, and acted <laughs> like we'd never met, and I I thought you'd <laughs> oh, forgotten no! that we had talked very sore, so I was like, oh... <laughs> And so, I, like, basically, re- I just, I remembered a lot of the stuff you told me. So, like, for instance, like, we'd both been to, like, Carnegie Hall with our school choirs. That was one of the things I remembered. Ah. And you were into Hamilton at the same time I was really into Hamilton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> your dad is dead. My dad dead. <laughs> hey, no! <laughs> so, like, that's, like, I just, I remembered all of that. <laughs> and so, I would just, like throw one into conversation every now and again I was like, I don't Stop. know if she remembers but I know we have these things in common. That's what I mean
0: and when then, I said, like, I just blacked yeah. out. Like, not literally, but I think I was just so nervous about meeting friends that when I was like, oh, here's a potential friend I just, like, word vomited and then completely wiped it from my
1: memory. Dude, that so means funny. Sarah came in with these, like, cheat codes. Like, she knew all these things about yeah. you. She came in and she was like, okay, this is my chance. Yeah. I'm gonna bond so well with her because I just <laughs> I know. All these topics to just drop in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so crazy. And I think it's crazy, too, that we've stayed friends because, I don't know, everyone else that we lived with on that hall, no bad vibes, love them all, but I don't really keep up with them. I don't know if you guys do, but I don't really keep up with too many people from yeah. that year.
1: we. I mean, we, like, wave at each other mm-hmm. and say, yeah, hey, that's but right. that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. For me, it's just kind of crazy thinking about that time because I feel like so much has changed since then. Like... I feel like we even look different. Like, look older and more mature. Which, of course, I know is going to happen after the four years of college. But, like, I don't know. It's, it's crazy thinking about how much I think we've grown up. Um, I don't know. Do you guys feel like you're different people? Definitely. Being at the end of your college career? I
2: mean, I don't feel like I'm a different person. But I do mm. think I've grown, for sure. That's I think that's like a good point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I think that's a good point, Sarah. Still the same person. Just, I... I initially felt – I said yes because I wasn't thinking specifically about, like, a mm-hmm. different person. But, I mean, I just have developed so many coping mechanisms now that I didn't have then. Mm-hmm. And I've just been, like, so long just being depressed because I just – I didn't know how to, like, not. I don't know. Not, <laughs> yeah, that, no, not that you totally can just fair. flip a switch and not be depressed, but, like, you know, there's definitely lots of coping mechanisms to learn to help you and – I just didn't know them yet. <laughs> and I think that was a big part. And also just like, I'm still not very good at time management, but it was worse when I was a freshman. I remember that kind of, yeah. <laughs> like literally, I wasn't a Bonner yet, so I wasn't doing like over 100 hours of service every semester. Mm-hmm. And I literally had a bunch of free time where I was just watching Netflix and stuff. and But I would still just be like 15 minutes late to class. <laughs> I'll just be like, oh man, <laughs> gotta go. Yeah, I remember that actually because you were my desk
2: partner in my biology class and you would regularly show up pretty late. <laughs> but it was fine yes, all day. Sorry
1: about that. <laughs> See what I mean? That's that's just how I was. And now I'm like, uh. Well, we're all maturing. I mean,
0: <clears throat> you talked about this a little bit, but how do you feel like. You said you haven't changed, but.
2: No, I have. I've changed. I'm just not like a different person. Okay. I think that's a bit too extreme. Um, would you like me to talk about how I've changed? <laughs> is that what this is leading towards? Well,
0: I mean, do you want to elaborate on that?
2: Um, I don't, I guess just as I've gotten older, I've reoriented a lot of my ways of thinking about things. So it's not like, I have learned more for sure, but I've also like, I now... Do different things with the information that I get than I used to do. That's a really abstract way of putting it. But basically, my like my it's my a very th- type five way of putting it. No, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just yeah, my thinking processes have changed a little bit. Um, I think I like I value different things more than I used to. I don't value things that I used to. Um, I mm. just have like a healthier relationship with the world and myself. I would say, yeah, yeah.
0: those things. Go you. <laughs> yeah. that's good. Those are all good things. Cause like I would agree with that too like with myself I talk about this a lot but like I think I would have described myself as painfully shy coming into college which is not how my soul is I just had so much social anxiety and I so badly just like wanted people to invite me to be their friend but I didn't make that vibe known and so I would just be like ah, it's so hard for me to like connect with people. Why? And it's like, well, probably because I'm not trying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I've grown from that. Um, I mean, the name of the game is The Good Life. So I kind of want to transition over to that. Do you feel like as you've matured and grown throughout the past four years, do you feel like your definition of what it means to live a good life has changed since then?
2: You
1: want to go first?
2: Yeah, you got it. Um, I, I guess I'll just say that yes, and a large reason for that is I just wasn't thinking about that my Mm -hmm. freshman year of college. Um, not that, like, I was going through such a hard time or whatever, because I really wasn't my freshman year, but, like, I just wasn't, I wasn't in, like, the mental place to, to think about, like, these bigger things so much. Like, I was kind of more, like, focused on myself for a lot of reasons, which wasn't great, but, um... And then, like, as I've gone through college and, um, like, built relationships with people and, like, had mentors and learned from really great professors and things like that and, like, read some really good books, I have started to think about, like, what the good life is. And I don't know that I have, like, a a set, like, definition of here is exactly what it is right now. But I think um, it's not not what I would have... If someone had asked me that my freshman year, I literally have no idea what I would have answered. But now... (laughs) unfortunately I hate that I have come to this conclusion but I think a lot of it has to do with loving other people which is the worst that sucks oh it's <laughs> so sweet oh. mm, talk to other people in order to live the good life but yeah I'm afraid that is where I've come out on it so. hey that's a big Here thing for Sarah yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is
0: um Kat did you want to talk about that
1: yeah so I think that my idea of a good life has kind of expanded more than changed Mm -hmm. um i had ideas of the good life being like well one being out of my household with my family and just kind of being like (laughs) more independent and but then also like building my own family and having these ideas of like um a husband and children and pets and then being a teacher and like being passionate about going to work and like changing lives of children by, like, helping them to be their best self, which was like, all fine and dandy, but I think now, four years later, to add on to that, like, I, I know so much more about, like, social justice and social change and, like, how much I want to impact the world around me rather than just, like, the local area, and also, like, I think my dreams have expanded. Like, I mm-hmm. don't think I could be just a classroom teacher for the rest of my life. I think that I enjoy change too much for that so I think I look forward to like of course I'll get my master's down the road but then like possibly being a principal or taking the path of getting my doctorate and like um being a professor or even getting my doctorate and doing research or I guess you know those often go hand in hand but mm-hmm. you know like like ex- exploring past just teaching and like or just teaching in the classroom you know.
0: Yeah, definitely. I feel like that was one thing. I I think I used to be kind of jealous of you in a a way because, especially when I first met you, I had no clue really what I wanted to do with my life. And I was like, oh my gosh, she literally just came in here and like knows what she wants to do. (laughs) But it's cool hearing you like reflect on this because it's like you did know, but it's also deepened so much. Whereas like I kind of thought you already had it together. And I was like, why
1: can't that be me? (laughs) Yeah. But, oh, god. Oh, well, and and I don't even, I wouldn't even say that it's fully, like, I'm fully formed yet, you know? Like, I still, who knows what my life is going to hold. Yeah,
0: and I don't know that we ever really know, but I think...
1: I mean, I don't even know how long we're going to get, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, we're literally just here right now. I don't don't know what's going on. (laughs) No, but I, I agree. I feel like, oh, like I mentioned, I spent so much time just, like freaking out because I thought I had no clue what I wanted to be. I came into college as a music education major and then I was like, I don't think I uh, want to be a choir teacher anymore. (laughs) And then I thought I wanted to be an immigration lawyer and then I hated. (laughs) Oh, I probably shouldn't say this. I, well, okay, I'll just say it. I really hated the department that I was in. I didn't, I didn't hate anybody individually. It was just really
2: rough. That's my department, everybody.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I really did not enjoy it, but... I was like but if not that i literally don't know what else i want to do but i you know looking back on it i'm grateful that spending time in that unknown really helped me i don't know be pointed in the direction closer and closer of what i want to do and who i want to be and i'll be honest i'm less than two months away from graduating and i still don't exactly know what i want to do or be but like i'm okay with it i actually I, I don't really, I don't have to say I don't care, but I'm much more okay with the unknown, which is huge for me. Yeah, it's huge I'm proud of you. Thanks. um So we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to get into what it means to be in a state of flow. And later, we're going to talk about what it means to be a part of the No Dad Club.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> Welcome back to the Good Life Pod. In case you forgot, I'm your host, Madeline Guillen, and I'm sitting with my good friends and roommates, Kat and Sara. Um, so, like I said before, I wanted to talk about flow. Um, one of the ways that happiness is defined is that feeling that you get when you're doing something and you can kind of lose yourself in the activity and be like completely absorbed. Some classic examples of that are yoga and meditation, hiking, or even doing some sort of manual labor. Like what I think of is like, cat when you're working in like the deli, you know, and you just, I don't know if that's happiness or enjoyment, but that was just kind of what came to mind when I thought about flow, like just cutting the meat, <laughs> you know. But I think it can also be found in the work that we're passionate about. So I I kind of just wanted to get your take on that concept and how you might integrate it into your definition of the good life, if at all. You can push back if you want.
1: Yeah. Well, first, I would like to push back and say that I don't think my work in the deli counts as flow honestly sorry
0: maybe a bad (laughs) example my
1: whole time working there we've been short staffed my brain is always short wiring is wait short circuiting (laughs) short circuiting because i i'm trying to do 50 things at once and then a customer is yelling at me because i didn't tell him that i would be right with him and that's terrible customer service and i don't know what i'm doing and i would not have any more customers the rest of the day i'm like "Mm, yeah definitely sure But, (laughs) talking about things that I do find flow in, um, I think pure pockets of, like, learning and exploration with kids, I definitely find Mm -hmm. flow in. And that's when you were talking about getting into, like, professions. Like, there are times when I'm working that I'm stressed and thinking about a lot of things. But there's times when I'm teaching a lesson where we're able to explore and play with things and I just watch their faces light up and, like, That light bulb moment of like understanding the material and then just enjoying learning is so special and I just kind of lose myself in it. It's pure magic, I think. And I I experienced that in the classroom and also in the summers as a camp counselor.
2: Yeah. Sorry, did you want to talk about flow at all? Sure. Um, So for me, my, like, I guess my... Flow comes in, comes when I'm learning. So especially like not just in classroom settings, but especially in classroom settings and when I'm having like three a.m. conversations with my friends over the phone or something like that, you know. Uh, but I've heard them Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No. I um, no. <laughs> I think something I've been thinking about a lot lately is like the the concepts of like love and learning are very similar in the sense that they're like both like. Very like spontaneous, collaborative activities, but they also do require a certain level of like dedication and kind of a shared foundation. So that's I really, really love being in college because of that, because I've been able to like be in these classrooms and talk about these really important and complicated topics, and just be okay with the fact that there's a lot of things for which there are no answers. Or there's multiple answers, and it's fine if you don't have – if there's, like, not one in particular that you have to pick and say this is the final word, this is the only perspective, because there's always going to be, you know, like, an infinity of perspectives on it. Um, so that's that's where I find my flow is like, in, in, in those moments, in those spaces, especially, like – I just love the religion department here. I think they're really great, and I've just loved all those classes so much, and I just – I don't know, like, I never really – I'm just so happy, like, in those moments where I can just, like, kind of just – ramble about like like things like this like the meaning of life and the good life and god and all of that stuff just in but like with like the understanding that it is just a process of like learning from each other and like kind of speaking out loud hearing from other my classmates my professors and like responding back and things like that that's my idea and that's such a
1: great thing about barry because like with our small classes we're able to do that have those conversations and discussions and I I love the way you put that and, like, relating love and learning. And it's, like, those are kind of things that I don't think of in the same way. And I think that's beautiful about having friends that, like, think in different ways and having these discussions. Because, like, I love the way you put that and I wouldn't have thought of that.
0: Yeah, I feel like I've definitely been pushed to think differently or think deeper because I go to Barry. Um, and that's one thing that we all share is that we go to the Yale of the South, you know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, but really, I mean, this place is unique, to say the least. I don't know. How would you describe this place? This wonderfully weird Ooh. little
2: <laughs> pocket of community that we we've been a part of for the past four years? I feel like you have to experience it. You can't really describe it yeah because any way you describe it is just going to make it sound so bad and it's not really a bad place well (laughs) trying to describe it's going to make it seem like a cult all my friends
0: think it's so weird
2: (laughs) (laughs) it (laughs) is but it's a good weird and you just have to know it's not for everyone i'll say that i guess yeah sorry kat you were saying
1: no yeah i was just gonna say i think the basis and like the thing that pulls us all together is that our campus is just gorgeous yeah it's so beautiful and like just every day walking on campus like i feel like wow like, I can't believe this is where I live and this is where I have lived. And I've lived here for four years and I'm still like, what? And I just see deer all the time and all these great sunsets and I'm just, like, grateful to be here. And I think that's the basis of all of our kind of connection and community. And then, like, we, we've got kind of, like, rigorous classes. We're not, like, a... I wouldn't say we're an easy pass school. Mm-hmm. But, but they are professor professors professors really <laughs> professors. <laughs> our professors really challenge us and like I love yeah. that we have smaller classes and we can really discuss things with each other and like it, it's not just a, a lecture all day every day
2: another thing I would say um, I agree with all of that but I'd also add that like because most of us have jobs on campus mm-hmm. and most of us are involved in volunteer opportunities either on campus or in Rome Um, we know each other in a lot of different ways. So I might have a class with someone who, like, works in admissions, like, right in the office right across from me. And I also know them from, like, some volunteer thing that they do on, like, Wednesday nights or whatever. And then they're also in class with me right then. So it's like you get to know people on so many different levels. And you're able to have a stronger trust and, I think, much richer conversations because of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Although I think sometimes – when you experience someone in very, in just one of those lights, it's kind of weird, because you get to know each other in, like, a class, kind of, mm-hmm. and then for the next, like, three years, you see them walking around, and at <laughs> yeah. first, you're, like, hey, but then, like, after a while, it gets kind of old to say hey every time, and you're, like, I haven't really talked to you in, like, a year, and it's, like, this awkward, like, do I still <laughs> wave? Like, I don't want them to think I forgot them, but also, like, we're, we don't really, like... That's why you just never wave at anyone. I
2: don't uh, wave, uh, wave at either of you. I don't ever notice, But notice. I know, I I'll know. Wave at, people wave at me first, but I'm not going to initiate I I, I, I wave at everybody. i not at reading <laughs> social situations to like, do something like that. That's just too risky. I'm uh. going to do it. That's another <laughs> really funny
0: thing about the dynamic of this friendship is like I feel like, uh, Kat, you're way over here in terms of your personality, however you want to describe it. And sorry, you're on the opposite <laughs> spectrum. And I'm somewhere in the middle just vibing, and being like, just watching you two, just like, mm, wow. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate.
0: But in talking about Barry, I've been thinking about that too. Like, being at the end of this experience, you know, we're graduating soon, I often wonder, like, how much of Barry has influenced my definition of what it means to live a good life? Or, like, would I be really different if I went somewhere else? Like, would I have found my passion that I have now would I have found my majors would I have been in the same kinds of jobs I know I know there's no way of really knowing but I don't know like how instrumental
1: do you think Barry has been to kind of navigate that for yourselves yeah I mean I think that part of that dips into the nature versus (laughs) nature versus nurture Mm -hmm. argument Of, like, how much are you born with and how much has to do with your environment. And I'm very much, I think environment is so important to, like, how you grow up and who you become. And I'm so thankful for my experiences at Barry Because, like, I mean, if I would have stayed at home and gone to a community college, I would honestly probably be married to... I'm maybe soldier right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no cap. <laughs> I'd probably be, I'm, I'm just saying that my life would be very different than the where it is right now. Fair enough. Fair I enough. don't think I would have made friendship connections like I have. Mm-hmm. So I think I would have still been, only have my high school connections. Maybe a couple acquaintances because I am pretty outgoing. But like with a community college where you don't have many like campus events, it's like harder to make friends. Yeah. I oh, I also... That. It would have been a mess trying to figure out a living situation, but... Yeah, I mean, I even see
0: that with my friends who go to different colleges. Like, I have friends that go to community colleges or just bigger state schools, and I don't think... I don't want to rag on their education, but it's just so radically different, and they've had completely different experiences than I've had. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts on that, Sarah? Yeah. Um. I mean, I'd say for me personally...
1: Martha definitely changed my life.
2: Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, we love it. We love, we love Martha.
1: <laughs> Martha Berry is our founder, by the way, of our school.
2: Yeah. Um, so I, I Barry has one
1: hundred percent influenced me
2: in so many different ways, and this is something I do think about sometimes. Is like, would I have? I'm. I would have grown for sure had I not gone to Barry. But like, what ways would I have grown in? You know, I could have. Yeah. Could could have grown like real deformed you know and i not that i maybe i have now. i don't know don't answer that but uh, anyway <laughs> I don't know. But anyway i'm i think i'm trying to think i don't i don't know if it was just very necessarily but i think a lot of it was very and just a lot of the, the people here frankly have um shaped my life in really significant ways and that's something i'm just reflecting on a lot more it was like I'm graduating soon and I'm like, wow, there's so many people on this campus that I need to like thank profusely for, okay, for that's, stepping in at the right time. Literally, that's something yeah. I've
1: been thinking about is I, I, in my past few years, I've been thinking about how nice it would be to write thank you letters to so many people on campus. And as it's getting closer to graduation, I'm like, oh boy, I have a you lot know, of writing to do. I've
2: got like 20 on my list already. I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Many. <laughs> when am
0: I supposed to fit this in? <laughs> I feel yeah. that. I'm like, I better get started. Yeah. I need to buy some Although parts.
1: you guys know I'm not going
0: to start that anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, no. anyway. <laughs> well, I want to take a little bit of a turn. So speaking of the good life, <laughs> there are certain obstacles of all kinds um, in the pursuit of happiness. And I think it's kind of funny that we are pretty close friends and we all share this one thing in common. None of us really have dads. Hey. <laughs> and it's something that we definitely kind of joke about whenever. I don't know. It's, is that a weird coincidence or did we somehow, like, maybe not even consciously, but did we kind of grow closer because of that? And I don't, I don't think we don't even like talk about it that much. Well, maybe we do. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but <coughs> I don't know. Do you feel like it's. I don't know. I think there's a possibility that, like, it's likely that we develop certain attributes from those experiences that maybe help us find those common things in each other. I mean, I think that a lot of our friendship, well, here's the thing. It wasn't like do you have a dad no okay let's be friends (laughs) do you have a dad no okay let's be friends like it wasn't direct like that but i do think it's possible that like we develop certain values or traits or something but i mean it felt very natural like it didn't seem like like i said that we were like no dad good got it (laughs) but i i can't say if that was like due to attributes or values or something
2: Yeah, I don't think we became friends, like, because, like, we all, like, didn't have dads. (laughs) Like, Uh, hey, hey! We were just, like, living together, but I think that probably strengthened our friendship, and then this is gonna, I hope no one in my family is listening to this. (laughs) Um, Uh I think one thing that's, like, nice about having, not nice, but, you know, like, comfortable about having that, um, that shared experience in Mm -hmm. common is, like, Neither of you are, like, shocked when I joke about it. But I've noticed that, like, people mm-hmm. who have, like, stable, healthy families with all of their parents intact, like, are just, like, really uncomfortable
1: whenever okay. I make a joke yeah, about definitely. it. And I'm like, I'm
2: sorry. I didn't but mean to make you so uncomfortable. They but they make not- me
1: <laughs> uncomfortable, too. Yeah, Like, sometimes I'll be talking with someone and they'll, like, tell me a story about their, like, like... Kind of picture perfect family, and mm-hmm. I'm like unrelatable. Like, yeah. what's that like? You know, it's funny. I feel like we
0: should say for the record that we have a fourth roommate who is wonderful and amazing, mm. but she has such um like a normal, well-adjusted family life that we're but all she like is a family. So and we're all just kind of like, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, I I definitely don't think that was like conscious. But I mean, I'll be honest. When I lost my dad, I felt very like lost in the world because i didn't feel like i had any friends that could possibly understand even a fraction of what i was going through and it just felt like this huge divide like opened up between us that i knew we could like they could never come to this side of where i was yeah and that's no fault of theirs but it was weird when i came to college i was like wait all these people have dead dads or absent dads or <laughs> shitty dads. Like, sign me up. These are my people. And I I really identify with what you were saying, Sarah, is that I feel like I have this space not only to just openly acknowledge it, because, oh, my God, I hate when, like, people are like, oh, what did your parents say? And I'll be like, oh, my mom said this. And I'll be like, okay, cool, what did your dad say? And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. he's dead. So. <laughs> and then it makes things so awkward. And I just, I really appreciate not having to keep explaining myself or, like, be so careful about my language. And I can make the occasional dark joke, you know, and it's yeah. not weird.
1: <laughs> you know, on a quick side note, I'm really glad that as a society, we're, like, moving towards more, like, general language when it comes to family. Because so many times growing up, it was, like, asking me about my what my mom or my dad would say, or my parents, and like as you guys know, like my grandmother is the one who raised me, mm-hmm. and so, and it always made it weird when I was like, oh, well, my grandmother said, and they, I could tell they're kind of like, what, like yeah. your grandmother? Why are you telling me what your grandmother said? <laughs> like, Because <I> don't care. <laughs> yeah, cause it's like different. That's not what like most people aren't going home to ask their grandmother if they can go swimming or whatever. Yeah, and so I'm glad we're moving to more like what does your family say? Or like, hmm. would you be allowed to, like, could you ask if you could come over instead of like, I don't know. I agree. Um, do you feel like
0: this identity is kind of shaped how you define or navigate a good life or how it's shaped you going forward? Yeah. I mean, you don't have to get too deep because I know we could all be in therapy about this, but just like <laughs> in general, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I tell you what, to dip in a little bit, like, crying wishing that I had like my dad would just love me and that my dad would love my family and be home and just like like I didn't understand why (laughs) like that uh, while it didn't feel good in the moment shaped me to like not depend on others for my happiness like I know we joke sometimes about um my relationships. Madeline likes to be like, "You know, you don't have to be in a relationship, right?" But that that's, <laughs> that's on a out. different that's on a different note. But like, for real. Like, I just wanted to say it. Yeah. <laughs> for, the <record. laughs> for the record. No, but like, seriously, I I, I don't ever want to be crying because of someone else's actions. I mean, of course, inevitably i will just because like things will happen and that's just a part of life but because of someone's choices to not do something or to do something like that shouldn't dictate my happiness yeah
2: yeah i'm kind of like i feel like i'm on the opposite end of you emotionally not in this i agree with you like other people's like actions like shouldn't dictate how we see ourselves or our happiness but like i was kind of just emotionally numb for, like, a very, very long time. Like, even... Same. Yeah, even before my my dad passed away. I don't want to mm-hmm. get into it. But there's a yeah, lot of no. stuff going on. And so I was just kind of like, all right, <clears throat> can't ever cry ever again for any reason. And I literally, like, I went, like, a four-year period without, just, without crying once. Like, just didn't cry at all. Had very really <laughs> few emotions to speak of. Kind of continued into college. And it's still... It's something I'm working on right now still. But, like, I just don't... <clears throat> If like I get even like the sense that someone like might like m- might be either like might dislike me or like be in- annoyed with with me, like I always immediately pull back like instantly like I'm like, all right, I'm gone. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> we can't do it. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> you know, not gonna happen again. <laughs> and so it, like it, it's just something that's been like really tough for me. And then just like to be a little bit more candid, um, I like like this is also really deeply influenced like my my personal faith and it is again still something that i'm working on but like yeah. i just i just really 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 struggle with the, the concept of god loving me like a lot of days i just just do not believe it and it's weird because like i know that's kind of the whole centerpiece of the religion but i'm like I think is so. a
0: religion major <laughs> like, does god love me though but, like doesn't <laughs> like me back but like
2: <laughs> literally I was like, yeah, he died for me, but, like, does he really? Uh, <laughs> like, stop! He like, yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean, in Like, I know it's irrational and all that, but it's not, like, it's one of those things that, like, I can, all day, I can intellectualize, like, all right, this is why God loves every single person on Earth, like, we're all made in his image, this is great, so good, this is why we should love everyone else, and this is why we should, like, work for, like, justice and flourishing, and then I'm like, ah, but I don't, that doesn't apply to me, though, so it's fine, like, we'll just apply uh-huh. that to everyone else. <laughs> And, and, like, the only reason I think that way is, that I think, because of some of the stuff I've gone through. So, it's, like, it's just made it harder, I think, for me to, like, um, accept, like, what the good life is and to, to accept, like, the concepts of, like, love and what love looks like just because, like my brain is like, nope, you gotta, you gotta shut it down, like, anytime you have any doubts, you can't do it,
1: uh. <laughs> you can't actually have
2: faith in people, or in God, or anything like that, you just gotta, like, be numb to everything, so yeah, once again, therapy is really great, everyone, I <laughs> yeah you, <like>, yeah, <laughs> no, for is. real, no.
1: if you take anything from this podcast, go
0: to
2: <laughs> <For> therapy, go to therapy, <laughs> and y'all know, that's, like, my
0: response to anything, anytime anybody says anything, I'm, like, straight to therapy, I'm pack it up straight and go, straight to therapy, yeah, <laughs> And I I resonate so much with, like, everything that you're saying, Sarah. And I think these are very common themes for people who have experienced trauma. Um, Especially, like, it's really weird for me, I think, when my dad died, my mom and my brother were rightfully very sad. But seeing that emotion freaked me out. And I was like, nope, somebody's got to be an adult, so it will be me. And being an adult means don't have feelings ever. Mm. Yes. And then Mm -hmm. the more emotionally mature I've become, I'm like, wait, why am I crying all the time? And I'm like, it's because I never let myself do it Mm -hmm. to begin with. And that's been an interesting thing. Like, I cry all the time because I'm like, oh, wait, there's this freedom to experience emotions. Like, I need to make up for like four or five years of not crying. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get started. And Uh. it is, I mean, things are sad, but like, like things make me sad, but it feels good to allow myself that freedom to be sad, and I feel like that's shaped, like, my definition of the good life is, like, when you feel the emotion, sit with it, and sit in it, and don't deny it, and that's the only way that you can not let it cling to you your whole life, and then, gosh, what you said about God loving you, I, I've also struggled with that as well, because I was, like, for so long, like, if God loved me, Why did he do this to my family? Why did he make my dad have ALS? Why did I have to watch the things that I had to watch? And then why did I have to find out that my dad was abusive six years after he died? Um, Mm -hmm. And it's like, how could you believe that your heavenly father loved you if you never experienced the love of a real, like, earthly father? That's just what it comes down to. Yeah. And it's like oh, I never thought about it like that. But when you put it out there like that, like, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Like, who, nobody modeled it for me, you know? Anyway, have a good night, everyone. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay, I will say, at the end of the day, I don't want to say that I'm glad I went through this, but it's 100% altered everything about who I am. Um... It has made me more empathetic it's made me realize that I don't have all the answers of what it means to live as a Christian but I I don't have to have all the answers anymore um, because I know that I just can't do it by myself and I feel like it's made me much more willing to be emotionally vulnerable it's made me more able to weep with those who weep I think I was kind of, like, just spoiled and selfish as a kid. And then going through trauma and then healing from it has just made my heart a lot more open. I wish it didn't have to happen that way, but there are things that you can at least recognize. And, you know, would I have defined the good life as service if that hadn't happened? Like, there's no way to know.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. And And I like that you said healing from it. Because a lot of times people go through trauma... And they aren't able to heal from it. And it, it I mean, it derails their whole life. Mm-hmm. And that makes, it hurts my heart so much because it's like, wow, there are these like success stories of people who have gone through trauma and it's like, wow, well, of course they didn't enjoy it, but it's like, it shaped them in a positive light because they were able to heal from it and grow and learn from it. And it, it hurts to see people who experience trauma, you know, in circumstances that they couldn't control And then their whole life is just, like, kind of derailed from it, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: I'm sure that in one way or another we've all seen that in someone that we know and love. That they just... Yeah. 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 (laughs) Enough said right there. Yeah, enough said. That's it. (laughs) But I feel like that's enough inspiration for me to be like... Okay, this is why I have to put in the work of going to therapy, basically, because right. I can't live that way. I don't want to.
1: Dude, it's like an investment in yourself. Like honestly. Yeah, literally. Straight okay, literally, therapy. are we being sponsored
0: by therapy or what? <laughs> <laughs> this is the plug. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm just, kind of just kidding. <laughs> Unless you guys want to sponsor me, I mean, go for it. Stop. But, you know, I can even say this on here. Anyway, they do not sponsor me at all, by the way. Like, they're probably not. Anyway, anyway. Um, well, guys. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so glad we were able to sit down like this and talk about life and how we've changed. Um, To wrap it up, Kat and Sarah, um, tell me something good. Either something that happened to you that was good or just something that you witnessed that was good recently.
1: Oh, good question.
0: I stole it from somebody. I don't remember who. Oh. Michael, I think.
1: Oh, Michael. (laughs)
2: There's so many good things, and this is recently recently, yeah, no, but recently too, and this is one of the things I'd say has changed the most about me is i I see good things all the time now, like lots most things make me happy now, and oh, that's I'm not sorry. not something that used to happen uh, so I don't know, like today, uh saw a baby cow like kind of like sucking on its mom, and I was like, that's amazing, that's the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I want to like live in this moment forever, and then like two seconds after that. Um, I saw a child somewhere. I can't remember where I was when I saw the child, but I was like, that's amazing. I love this child. I am so Aww. happy with children. <laughs> and then, um, the weather today was like perfect. It was just so good. The clouds were out um, and it was just the perfect temperature. And I was like, that's amazing. I definitely failed a test today, but that's fine. It was not a problem because I was like, you know what? I've gotten so many like good relationships out of being in this class. So it's fine. <laughs> um, so who cares about the destiny. test? yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I think, I think there's goodness in... Almost everything in life and then yeah, this is this is, I know this is so cliche, but like, you just gotta like just gotta be willing to accept it and take it for what it is.
1: Yeah, you just gotta smell the roses. You just, it, like, <laughs> just stop and smell the roses <laughs> and just <Yeah>. breathe. Just <laughs> breathe. Oh, just my live, laugh and love.
0: Yeah please. facts.
1: <laughs> uh, facts. Just live, laugh and love. Cut out all the other things we said, just put this segment yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the
0: title of this episode. Live, laugh, laugh. Oh no. <laughs> Um, cat with something good.
1: Um something good I think would be um (laughs) Uh I I (laughs) (laughs) don't think (laughs) <laughs> I'll say this. Okay, something good. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, something good that happened recently was that Madeline and I went on this trip to um, the Great Smoky Mountains, and we sure had did. a good time. We went hiking, camped in a bus.
0: Yeah, we slept in a literal bus. That was so cool.
1: Yeah. Next time we had a rope sarin. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. Um.
0: Okay. Something good. For me, um, Girl, you constipated or what? Yes, no, I'm just kidding, I'm (laughs) just kidding. Um, I'm a girl and girls don't poop.
1: Right, 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 not
0: bad. (laughs) Um, Something good that happened to me, okay. I mean, ever since we went to Colorado the first time two years ago, I kept telling myself, you have to figure out a way to live there, but I just didn't really believe that it was possible. And I've worn this bracelet on my left wrist to remind myself That I have to figure out a way to live in my dream state. Um, And as of today, I'm 100% sure that I'm going to be working in like a dream job in my dream city that I never thought was possible. And it makes me want to cry thinking about it. I just, (laughs) I doubted myself so much for the first 20, 21, 22 years of my life. (laughs) And it's a nice thing to believe in myself and to, to do things that I thought I couldn't do. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you you for tuning in to the very first episode of The Good Life Pod. My name is Madeline, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.